Welcome back to Thoughts of a Woodsman Preacher. This is Pastor Josh Lucci. You'll have to forgive my voice this morning. I'm just getting over a cold, so I'll be a little bit uh, honky. So uh, anyway, we're going to be in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 55, specifically in verse 6, but we'll talk about some of the surrounding verses too. Um, you know, I, it reminded me of a couple of stories that I wanted to tell you guys. Um, the first one is that I used to uh, be a backpacking guide um, for youth. I'd take groups of teenagers backpacking, and um, it was all kinds of fun. But I, one of the, my favorite places in the world to go was uh, around the base of the South Sister, um, specifically um, Squaw Falls and uh, uh, Green Lakes. And it's a chain of a couple of lakes uh, down at the base there between Broken Top Mountain and the South Sister. And we'd go hiking up there every summer, um, several trips each year. And um, at one point, um, I was base camp there for a couple of weeks, and we'd have a crew that would bring teenagers up, and then we'd have them summit the mountain and come back down. And um, it was my third week of base camp uh, down at the, the bottom there, and I can remember uh, the food was running a little bit low, so we decided to go fishing and uh, catch a, a few fish. And so I grabbed my backpacking fly fishing rod and uh, headed out to the, the bigger of the three lakes uh, in the chain there. And uh, it was the sun was going down, the, the bugs were out, the mosquitoes were out. So I tied on a, a nice big mosquito pattern and tossed it out there um, at the base of this creek that flowed into the lake. And the creek was coming down off of kind of a glacier area. And um, the hope was that it would bring bugs down to the fish for the fish to eat. And it wasn't very long before I saw um, a pretty good sized fish rise up and swirl next to my fly. So I gave it a little bit of a twitch. And that's really all it took. It slammed the fly and took off. And uh, it was a much bigger fish than I'd anticipated, and it decided to, to run back and forth and the jump. And uh, my small backpacking fly rod just uh, was a little bit underpowered for what this fish was going to put up for. And so I started to wade out into the water after it, you know, hoping to close the gap a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it swirled around me and started to head up this creek. And uh, the creek was kind of almost like a series of small waterfalls coming off the smaller part of the, the mountainside there. And it jumped from, you know, up one waterfall into the next pool. And so uh, I was fishing, a, uh, fighting a fish that was above me at that point. So uh, I ended up having to get back out of the lake and chase this fish up a creek um, <laughs> and uh, through the trees and the brush. And it was thick and um, quite a, an incredible experience if you really think about it. Um, so I got all caught up and... Um, scratched up and everything else catching this fish and finally it reached a, a pool where that it couldn't really go much further and I was standing down at the bottom of the pool hoping to keep it from escaping back down the, the side of the mountain there and uh, ended up landing and it provided for a really great dinner but I'll never quite forget that particular chase it was um, pretty thrilling and exhilarating you know in and of itself it also reminded me a little bit of uh, teaching my son how to find chanterelle mushrooms this time of year uh, is mushroom hunting season and it's uh, super fun to go out even when it's raining and nasty and cold and uh, to be able to get out in the woods and uh, find these amazing uh, <laughs> mushrooms uh, we usually get the chanterelles and one of the cool things about chanterelle mushrooms is they tend to grow in patches and um, you, if you find one of them, chances are there's probably more, uh, you know, hanging around underneath the moss or something. And um, they're this really fantastic gold color. Uh, you know, I can remember some of the spots that we have found where you look underneath the trees and you, you find one or two and then you look around and there's just patches of golden mushrooms as far as you can see. 
you know, teaching my son, uh, Caleb, what they look like. It's really fun because he'll go tromping off through the bushes and the trees with my wife and I. And uh, all of a sudden you'll hear him, you know, I found one, I found one. And it's just a super exciting sort of thing. And um, you know, he's even learning how to appreciate eating them. But, you know, when we come back with a five-gallon bucket full of chanterelle mushrooms, he's just uh, so proud of the, the whole experience, you know. And uh, in, in Isaiah, we have a prophet that's speaking to the children of Israel, you know. And uh, the first part of Isaiah is a, a pretty uh, expressive warning of uh, how they've fallen away and, um, then kind of the second part, if you want to divide it up that way, is um, a thought of hope and promise. You know, what what if we come back? What if we turn from our evil ways? And, you know, in, in chapter uh, 55, verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. And I, I'd say that that's a pretty uh, critical turning point in the entire message of uh, the book of Isaiah, you know, the, the first part being uh, so many warnings and doom and gloom and the last part being of, of God's promises of blessing. And, um, you know, then we have this, you know, verse six there that's kind of like, you know, here's the key, you know, seek the Lord while, while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Um, you know, the other thing I noticed as I read this is that it's um, it's got a timeline attached to it. Um, it doesn't just say seek the Lord. So seek the Lord while he may be found. It doesn't just say call on the Lord. It says call on him while he is near. And I think that's a pretty serious reminder to us too. You know, again, um, with following this theory of good exegesis and, and not doing narcissus, we're, we're not inserting ourselves into the scripture. Um, the prophet Isaiah was expressly talking to the children of Israel. But since we are, uh, you know, engrafted branches into that family, we can definitely pull out uh, some of the truth to this. Um, you know, God's offer of blessing and of salvation, it, it has a timeline. Um, it has a, a, a definitely a condition of you got to do this before you die or you got to do this before he comes back. Um, you know, it's an offer that has a, a, a beginning and an end to it. You know, so as we, we look at this, um, you know, with, with Isaiah and his relationship with the children of Israel, I think it's really important to, to draw out the idea that, you know, what does it mean to seek the Lord? You know, I, I really believe that as we look at the theme of the children of Israel, it's not just that they sought the Lord once and the, the ticket was paid for, that it was done and they can kind of relax. I think this idea of seek uh, is a, a constant sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I always tell people balance isn't a matter of finding the perfect center. You know, if you try to balance on one foot, it, what you find is that constant motion, constant correction back and forth is what keeps you from falling over. If you try to hold completely still in one spot, almost every time you'll fall over. And that's not how you achieve true balance. So this idea of seeking, you know, is a constant corrections, constant desire to find. Right. And then the, the next part, calling him while he is near, calling on the Lord, man, that needs to be a daily, sometimes hourly basis. Um, you know, and what we see with the children of Israel is that they've fallen away from that. And when they stop seeking and they've stopped calling, um, you know, really bad things start to happen. So I want to encourage you guys as you think about, you know, some of the things that you've sought after in the past. You know, if you're a married person, um, remember how you sought after your your husband or your wife. Um, you know, if you're a single person, you know, and you're looking forward to that or if you're doing that currently and then ask yourself, are you 
currently looking and seeking and calling out on God in the same manner and with the same fervor. Um, You know, if you're not, this could be a turning point for you, just like it was for the children of Israel from Isaiah's standpoint, that, you know, we've gone over the warning of doom and gloom, um, and we need to be reminded of the blessings. But here's the key. It's time to call. It's time to seek. It's time to really get serious about things. And um, again, it's a constant reminder. I know in my life there have been um, times of of plenty when I'm just on fire for God, and then there have been times when I'm just thirsty, and I've been, um, it seems like it's so distant. And so this idea of seeking and calling, you got to do it on a constant basis. Take, take stock of where you're at, make some corrections, find that balance, that constant motion, and uh, move forward. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. God bless.